Just after dawn Saturday, air raid sirens sounding across Israel, heralding a massive barrage of Hamas rockets. The Gaza death toll now crossing the horrific milestone of 20,000, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. The Texas woman at the center of that unprecedented case suing the state for an emergency abortion. But her attorney said it became clear that if she wanted the procedure, she had no other choice but to leave the state of Texas to get it. More than 200 churches have left the North Georgia Conference of the United Methodist Church over LGBTQ issues. And let us not forget our brothers and sisters suffering from from war in Ukraine, Palestine, Israel, and other conflict zones. I continue to receive from Gaza very serious and painful news. Unarmed civilians are being bombed and shot at. Those sound bites are drawn from the top religion stories of 2023 as chosen by members of the Religion News Association. Each year, this organization of professional journalists who cover religion rank the most important stories about faith, religion, and spirituality, both domestically and internationally. To no one's surprise, this year's top story, both here and abroad, is the October 7 attacks by Hamas in Israel and Israel's response. The ongoing fallout from the Supreme Court's reversal of abortion rights is number two on the domestic list, followed by schism in the United Methodist Church, the nation's second-largest Protestant denomination. And Pope Francis captured Religion Newsmaker of the Year for an unprecedented fourth time. Welcome to Inspired by Interfaith Voices. I'm Kimberly Winston, in this week for Umbreen Khan. Each week, we explore beliefs shaping our world, our politics, and our culture. At the end of every year, we look back on the stories that resonated, some with a kiss of inspiration, some with a gut punch of pure shock. 2023 had no shortage of either. But looking back is also an invitation to look forward to what religion stories may shape us in the coming year. So we asked Ken Chitwood, the current president of the Religion News Association, to walk us through this year's top stories and trace their long history, their current impact, and their potential to move forward or morph into something else in 2024. But first, a little something about Ken. He is, by his own description, a religion nerd. It says so right in his bio. He has a Ph.D. from the University of Florida, where he specialized in Islam in the Americas, especially on Latin American Muslims. He and his wife live in Germany, but we caught him home for the holidays in Arizona. And full disclosure, both Umbreen and I are members of RNA, and we voted in this poll. Were there any surprises on this list for you? We weren't that surprised by the results, um, but there were a couple that probably didn't make the top 10 that I thought could have cracked it, or uh, probably one story I thought should have cracked it, in my own personal mm. opinion. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the only voter. And that's the fun thing about this, is that it's a poll of RNA membership, and all of our members come with different, you know, sub-beats, fields, 
areas of expertise, perspectives from where they are in the globe, and, and all of that speaks into what makes the top result. So we said there were a couple of surprises. I'm just going to go through the top three of the top 10 U.S. religion stories of the year. The first one is incidents of hate against Jews and Muslims skyrocket after the October 7th attack by Hamas against Israel and Israel's military assault in Gaza. That's number one. Number two is the ongoing fallout from the 2022 Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, And number three is more than 5,600 congregations leave the United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. Why do you think those three stories were singled out as the most important three religion news stories of the year? Yeah, I mean, number one is just so obviously in the minds and in the hearts and in the headlines and on the podcasts and on radio. It's everywhere, right? Uh, Hundreds of stories are being put out between, you know, October 7th and December 7th, around the time we were having our voting. Uh, And uh, for any you know, news organization, this was the number one story, sucking up all the air in the room. Uh, and so yeah. we were not surprised that this was number one. And it was overwhelmingly so. We went back and forth on the wording a lot, as anybody in any newsroom has been doing with this story as well. And this is changing newsrooms. This is altering the way we think about our, our guidelines, our, our style, uh, what, what are the words we use, uh, and so it's not only a big news item for the public, but it's a, a big news item for news writers who are, yeah, thinking about their craft in a different way because this news story broke. You didn't phrase um, the issue as the war between Israel and Hamas, which, and please tell me if you agree with me or not. I don't see the war itself so much as a religious conflict, Mm. but the fallout, the anti-Semitism and the anti-Islamic sentiment, that's religious. There certainly is religion underlying how we got to this war, but they're fighting over a a lot of things. And I don't think, correct me if you, you know, you definitely have a different perspective on this, I don't think religious beliefs are at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when it comes to religion, religion is never isolated in a vacuum, right? It's, it's tied into all types of, of cultural stuff and baggage, culture shapes, religion, religion shapes culture. Um, And so we did that with our wording around this uh, poll as well. So we came to this saying we really wanted to focus on the fallout because I think that is the number one issue um, for people in the United States uh, that's most immediate. I mean, we're seeing this yeah. impact college campuses, city streets, uh, local church uh, organizations, interfaith organizations, people who are working together on social justice issues just a couple weeks ago are now split, not talking to each other anymore because of this. Now, I was not surprised by story number two, uh, the fallout from the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, which overturned a woman's right to abortion. That was our top story in 2022, because that's the year the decision came down. But it's still on our list in 2023 at number two. Now, tell me why. 
the, the fallout from the Dobbs decision is also something that has this long tail. And the fact that it is number two is, is perhaps not surprising. This is something that's going to come up again uh, in 2024, obviously around the presidential election, which if right. I were to dabble in prophecy... Uh, would probably be uh, number one in our poll next year. But, you know, my prophecies are not so great, so I'll, I'll back that up. But I, I am I think it's a that, safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think I think it's so. a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I was surprised by number three, the schism, the ongoing schism in the Methodist Church. I'm not surprised it made the top ten. Because I looked at that and I thought, um, okay, this affects Methodists. The majority of Americans are not Methodists. Methodists are a huge portion of American Christianity, but the majority of Americans are not Methodists. So I was surprised that that was number three. In some ways, I'm not surprised. In some ways, I am surprised about this. Um, we're polling religion nerds. We're, we're polling the nerdiest of the religion nerds, perhaps. Uh, these are people who have... a a real deep understanding of uh, religious history in the United States, uh, the ramifications of the splitting up of legacy church bodies, which I would say the UMC is uh, representative of, you know, mainline religion, uh, but also the schism showing the, the, the deepening divides, perhaps if you were to go between mainline and evangelical traditions in U S Christianity, right. Um, those are, are really strong, really potent, have determined and shaped U.S. religious history for centuries. <laughs> uh, and, and so we're seeing that play out now in the UMC again. It's also playing a role within or is, is there uh, present perhaps uh, within the presidential primaries with uh, Nikki Haley's congregation uh, being one of the churches that is leaving uh, the UMC. Uh, and so, again, it kind of gets fingers into lots of different pies. And, and, and I think uh, the religion reporters who vote on this understand that. Let's talk about international. As you said, not surprising that uh, what's going on between Israel and Hamas is also at number one. But here it was phrased, Hamas launches a surprise attack on Israel on October 7th, killing about 1,200 Israeli civilians and soldiers and taking about 240 hostages. Following this, Israel begins a full-scale full assault in Gaza, killing at least 18,000 civilians and militants. Yeah, I definitely think it should be the, the top uh, religion story of the year. Um, I think that's probably where my vote went. Yeah, when we looked at international stories, uh, we knew we needed to, to start with what took up most of the headlines and filled social media feeds since the beginning of October. And we started with the attack itself. Uh, the surprise attack itself, uh, because it it stopped a lot of people in their tracks. It immediately grabbed worldwide attention. And almost as immediately, uh, the religion angles around this attack uh, and the, the reprisals and then the invasion uh, started rolling in as well. Uh, and I was asked to write an explainer about Al-Aqsa and why uh, the operation from the Hamas side was called Al-Aqsa Flood. Um, and so the, the religion angles were there immediately. Step in religion reporters who have been doing this reporting, who know the background, who know the stories, who have been tracking this for years. Uh, and we were being asked uh, and we were being told, write that story, get that out, get that explainer done. 
Um, and so I think as we were coming to putting together the poll, uh, again, we were not only thinking about what grabbed popular headlines, but what impacted newsrooms, um, what impacted news writers, uh, and the work that they were doing over the last 12 months. But, you know, the story here is the last two months, uh, but still, it was the number one story of the year, and our membership saw it the same way. Story number two on the international level was, again, the, the tension that Muslims and Jews are feeling from the fallout of October 7th. And then number three, as we said, was about the schism in the Anglican communion, just as the schism in the Methodist church was number three on the, um, on the, uh, the national side. Uh, why is this, the Anglican communion schism, so high on our top 10 list in international stories? Yeah, I mean, the schism in the Anglican communion has been boiling for years. But uh, this this declaration of no confidence in the communion traditional instruments of unity, uh, including the leadership of the Archbishop of Canterbury, is notable, is a major news item, and we included it. I don't know if when we included it, we thought it would crack the top three. Top 10, sure, but top three, uh, maybe not. But again, I think religion nerds, religion reporters kind of see the, <laughs> you know, deep significance of a vote of no confidence in the structures of unity that connect the Anglican communion worldwide. Um, and, and know that this is a big story now. Uh, it's going to be an even bigger story later if the schism yeah. actually does occur, right? Uh, and so we, we need to be paying attention to it in 2023, but we're going to be paying attention to it uh, in, in years to come as, as well. Mm -hmm. The religion newsmaker of the year, Pope Francis. Why? <laughs> um, so I think to understand why Pope Francis was the top newsmaker of the year for the fourth time is to look at the top 10 for the international headlines. So just outside of the top three in position four, position five, and position six are three Vatican-related stories. Those three stories are connected to the gathering of Synod of Catholic bishops and lay people um, to, to talk about various issues within the church and, and how that church will also stay together. Another kind of conversation around schism and divides and debates within a church community. Uh, but then also these other uh, big pronouncements, right? The Vatican uh, formally repudiating the doctrine of discovery. Uh, these are the, the theories that backed, uh, you know, the 15th century um, colonization uh, and seizure of native lands um, and, and really kind of created the basis of, of a lot of our property laws that we, we even have today and the ongoing conversations that exist uh, in various colonized lands. Um, and so the doctrine of discovery and the repudiation thereof uh, coming from the Vatican itself uh, is major because, I mean, the Vatican was behind this doctrine of discovery uh, originally, right? Um, and so I think that that really hit a lot of people around the globe in various countries, uh, particularly in the global south. Um, and then also the Vatican saying it's permissible under certain circumstances uh, for transgender Catholics to be baptized or to serve as godparents uh, is also uh, a major news item uh, that connects with one of our top domestic headlines. And so while Pope Francis may have been seen as a, a bit of a, a sleeper candidate for top newsmaker of the year, um, in the end, it, it isn't that surprising once you think about it for a few moments. Every year we all have a beef with something. 
What was your beef this year? I, I love that you asked about the beef because uh, one of my favorite parts about doing the poll is all the pushback we get. I love a good spirited conversation around uh, the top stories on our beat. Uh, and one that I thought would cra- crack the top 10, and I placed pretty high in my voting, uh, was the growing use of chat GPT and other tools of artificial intelligence, uh, which prompted ethical reflections uh, among religious leaders over AI's use in, in everything from sermon writing to issuing fatwas, Bible translation, uh, the creation of autonomous weaponry and surveillance, uh, AI gods, Jesus.ai. I mean, again, there's so many different things happening with artificial intelligence. Uh, and it was a big news story in 2020. And I was surprised it didn't even crack the top 10. I agree with you. I placed it higher. But I think that that will be one that is higher in the coming years. All right, I'll tell you my beef. I wish there was a way to acknowledge the passing of Rosalind Carter. And I'll tell you Mm. why. Back in the 70s, when Jimmy Carter ran for president, it was a big deal that he was, quote, a born-again Christian. Mm -hmm. And people kind of freaked out over that. We can't have a born-again Christian in the White House, can we? Now, if you look at the Carters' faith as they've lived it, as they've taught it, as they've played it out, and you look at the faith of some of our presidential candidates or just the faith of of major public figures, their faith seems so tame, so Mm. authentic, so mainstream. It's just, when she passed, I really thought about that was, you know, here was a woman, a lifelong Christian, who lived her faith, I think, to the letter. And I'm not sure we will see the like of her again. You know, interestingly, her name did not come up, nor did it get a write-in. We, we sometimes get a lot of write-ins. We barely got any write-ins this year, which is really interesting. Really? Particularly on news, Newsmakers usually where we get the write-ins. Um, and because there, I mean, we're able to catch a lot with those paragraphs. But when we choose an individual, right, there's going to be lots of individuals left out, left out, and that, that list is sure. also shorter. Um, and she didn't even make our short list, uh, which is surprising. You know, it goes to show how subjective this is. But if, I think if there's one thing that is kind of sad to me, maybe this goes in, maybe this, this doesn't. But if there's the one thing that, that's telling as you look at trends, um, a few years ago, uh, any religiously involved mass shootings were, if not the number one religion story of the year, very high up on the list. Um, And all of the mass shooting related headlines were lower in our voting than they've ever been this year. And perhaps that's that's connected to how much that resonated with the public, or maybe they just weren't as, I don't want to say not as significant because, you know, this loss of life is significant. Um, But it's just not registering the same way it used to. Uh, and, I think it's and that's burnout. Perhaps, yeah, it's a it's a commentary on U.S. society. I think, yeah. um, and and on global society as well. When mass shootings are just not as newsworthy and not as notable, uh, I think that's something we're we're seeing, and that's an unfortunate trend.
That was Ken Chitwood, president of the Religion News Association. You can find out more about Ken by visiting his website and signing up for his religion and culture newsletter at www.kenchitwood.com. And as if to underscore Ken's point about Pope Francis, a day after we spoke, the pontiff permitted Catholic priests to bless same-sex marriages, though not perform them. When we come back, Rutgers University professor Tia Kolbaba explains why religion is an excellent prism for highlighting the top stories of the year. Stay with us. Hi, friends. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our community. I don't know if you know this, but we are on the air all the way from Richmond, Virginia to Ketchikan, Alaska, and in so many places in between. We're a national show, and we are a small and mighty team committed to bringing you stories and sounds from around the world that convey not only the diversity and the pluralism of our country, but the beliefs that are shaping our world, our politics, our culture, and the ideas that sustain us and inspire us to think about where we are going. And that brings me to this question. If you value us, if you enjoy listening and appreciate what you're hearing, I want to ask you to take a moment to consider becoming a sustaining member of Interfaith Voices or make a one-time donation at interfaithradio.networkforgood.com. That's interfaithradio.networkforgood.com. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. (laughs) 